We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this. The first token of the Alonic priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty, should we do so. We agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? We're here. We're, We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> Who's hungry? <laughs> Wait, you did seen... you say we're hungry? No. Have you seen My Son is Gay? No. The... Okay, so it's the guy who voices Linda on Bob's Burgers. Love it. And the way he got started was by just acting like he's his mom on YouTube. He has, like, the funniest fucking YouTube videos. <laughs> and uh, his mom's, like, some Jersey chick or something. and Or maybe she's from Long Island. And he... She's laying in bed. She's like my son is gay it's like when he told her she's he's gay my son is gay he moved to the city and now he's gay gay why god and then it shows the crucifix above her and then she goes my son is gay my son is gay he's here he's queer we're used to it who's hungry hey my son's gay watch it <laughs> it's, like, it's like the process of her like acceptance you know uh-huh. <laughs> her grief process just worked through a bunch of emotions all at yeah. once <laughs> and then there's one that about her christmas tree she's obsessed with her tree and then there's one where she's talking on the phone doing all of her uh <laughs> fucking chores and it's the cord is just stretching all the way to hell and back you know you remember when your mom would talk on the phone for hours oh with the cord God. right so yeah, highly recommend. I don't know what his name is, but um, just type in "my son is gay" <laughs> and have yourself some time, uh, time because. And also, here's a hint: if they're longer than five minutes, you don't want to watch them. No, that's canceled, canceled, canceled. But yeah, that's how we got the part of Linda. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Funny. So what's up? What's new? Well, shit. I think I think I'm having a down day, man. Up, down, yeah. up, down, up, down, up, down. You want to talk about it? No, I don't. Why? It's just like standard emotional instability. Mm-hmm. So. Honestly, too, I was listening to the episode we released yesterday, um, the hour-long suicide ideation one, mm-hmm. and I was so annoyed with myself by how much I mask how I'm truly feeling, even when yeah. I'm talking to you about it. I'm like, ah, yeah. joke, 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 funny, honey, 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 blah. and I was just like, ah, that's a facade I gotta work on, I guess. Yeah, you can't be jolly all the time. You can't just be comedian mode. I mean, that's just how I deflect. <laughs> when I was, when I was, when I tried to kill myself and I was in the emergency room, I was telling like mad jokes and everyone's like, what? She, why is she so funny? And my friend Ricky was like, that's just how she, how she copes with shit. <laughs> it's the mask. <laughs> it's the mask. If people are laughing, they're not worried. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's like such a weird thing. So I'm glad you're not masking and you're just being your down self yeah it's gonna just happen spencer was like well yesterday i'm just depressed he's like why are you depressed he thinks he has to fix everything very Mm -hmm. virgo of him (laughs) why are you why are you depressed i'm like just babe when you grow up with a fucking childhood like mine it's gonna happen sometimes you're just depressed yeah just like just like let me lounge on the couch (laughs) 
and figure it out. I saw a TikTok slash reel today because I don't. I'm not on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> but uh, it was like when you are raised in chaos, when things are stable and calm, it feels like boredom. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yep. I love that TikTok reel you sent me. <laughs> no, that was like. Well, when I, I like how, somebody I sends like, me a reel. <laughs> that was. That was popular on TikTok a year ago, ten months ten, ago. Y- ten months ago. <laughs> well, I said that I wasn't talking about myself. I was talking about me sending you stuff. <laughs> I loved it <laughs> because you are the TikTok queen, and I am just—I'm about ready to get off. I'm gonna be honest. Why? All I do is like when I'm sad, I just scroll, and it's not entertaining. It's just me deflecting and like not living with how uncomfortable I am. Yeah, I think that's real. I've been finding myself just hours on my phone all day long. My thumb fucking hurts. <laughs> I'm 33 and I have carpal tunnel. <laughs> We're probably all going to have carpal tunnel. Some boomer billion or millionaire, multimillionaire, 300 million he's worth, said that in, uh, millennials are entitled and we've never had to suffer. Somebody listen to this podcast, billionaires, please. (laughs) (laughs) Or they never had to sacrifice. And someone in the comments is like, we don't have anything to sacrifice. We have nothing. (laughs) We have zero things. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, though. Um, People are shitty. People are just shitty. Sometimes I'm shitty, too, you know? Same. (laughs) I'm the shittiest. (laughs) I'm the shittiest. Like this episode we're doing today. Um... I, we're, we'll get into it, but there are, I feel like shame and guilt are good things to fill, but not to constantly fill them, you know, about everything, by, about living yeah. your life. But there are certain situations where you should feel guilty. You should feel shame. So, yeah. Before we get into it, though, <laughs> Scott sent me this uh, reel and he's like, he's like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, and so I watched it and it was uh, this like 60 year old man talking about the perfect way to have sex okay and he he said i'm listening 15 minutes of oral uh 15 minutes of eating ass and then 30 minutes of intercourse like penetration and if you can't last that long use a vibrator and i was like Am I the only person on the planet who just enjoys a quickie? Like, yeah, I was exhausted thinking about. I know. fifteen minutes of oral. <laughs> I know. And you want to eat my ass? Ugh. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't mind a little ass. I have eating. to make sure I don't fart for that long. God. One time, I did fart and it turned the guy on. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> we were sixty nineing and I farted. <laughs> And he well, told me, and I was like, I was like, I wish I was dead. He's like, no, it was actually pretty hot. I was like, okay, whatever. Teach your horn. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. No, like the art of getting it done is great. I saw a tweet that was like, <laughs> if a woman says, come inside me, she's bored. <laughs> that was like, truth. fucking true. But I was Come like, inside me. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Come in me, baby. Hurry, quick. <laughs> I'm tired. I, I got stuff to do tomorrow. I know. And like, especially <laughs> when you know the orgasm is not going to happen. You're like, can we just don't, don't, we don't need to switch positions. We don't need to do it. <laughs> We don't need to make this last. When Let's they're trying just... so hard. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's like, but I was like to Scott, I was like, yo, dude, like, I'm cool with like hanging out all night and having sex all night long. I'm like, but there needs to be like 45 minute intervals of like Donkey Kong in the middle. Yeah. I, I also, try. like, it's nothing against anybody else, but it just takes a whole lot of mindset to get in to wherever we're going to go if we're going to do that long. And I'm just. <sighs> Who, ha- who has had that much therapy that they're just fine with having sex for that long? Well, here's what I think it is. I think it's an older generation thing. I oh, think yeah. us millennials aren't about, like, let's make love all night long. Because I had a coworker when I worked at Buka, and she was, like, in her 50s. And she's like, oh, don't you just love having sex for, like, hours? And I'm like, explain. <laughs> and she was like, literally, you're, in- you're involved in some sort of act of sex for, like, eight hours straight. How? Like, that's like a job man oh my god no exactly zero percent yeah like what's that tim mcgraw faith hill song that was like let's make love all night long until our strength is gone <laughs> is that really yeah I hate until the sun song. comes up or something no. i was thinking how romantic when i never had sex before and now i'm like no nah. um, i never liked that song just because of how my mother reacted to it i was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to have an overly sexual mother who's also teaching you the principles of mormonism <laughs> like it's like i do pick, have a story about a that i'm gonna save it for i'm gonna save it for down this list for sure okay <laughs> what a dumb what a dumb fucking culture uh, it is such a dumb fucking culture. It really My household is. culture is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> my mom is like sleeping with like all these men in my lifetime, and then she's like looking at me like, "Hmm, you are so righteous, are you?" Oh my god. My mom was like, "Never Fired. have sex. Don't be promiscuous. Uh, whatever. Girls need to keep it in their pants because for the boys or whatever." And she was. The slightest thing would arouse her, and it's and you, you could she couldn't hide it. It was all it was written all over her face. <laughs> I remember she got aroused at the night of the Roxbury sex scene. Uh, <laughs> no, and it's so funny and stupid. Like it's a stupid sex scene, <laughs> and I'm just like, someone, someone, please have sex with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Let's go. Let's go. What? Girls. So what happens when your dog eats a grape exactly? So she says, get her stomach pumped or what? (laughs) First of all, it was an unconfirmed grape. I knew I had given Halo grapes for the treat and I had said, make sure you don't give these to the dogs because grapes will make dogs sick. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay. So then she's like, here's a grape. <laughs> she's like running around and she like has the little cup of grapes or whatever. And the grapes are the, it's empty. But I see Olive like eat something out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, Halo, what was that? And she was like, I don't know. Cause she knows she's going to get in trouble. Uh-huh. Well, she knows she's just afraid that she's going to get in trouble. I was like, Halo, it's really important that you tell me if Halo, if Olive ate a grape, did she eat a grape? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, you're not in trouble. You just have to tell me. So her dad came down and was like, Halo, you're not in trouble. It's just really important. What did, did Olive eat anything? Yeah. A grape. Okay. So then I call the vet. I'm like, how important is one grape? 
Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, it could shut down our kidneys. <laughs> you just never know, really, with grapes. And I'm like, so oh, I should, fuck. So, so then I, I, should, like, I should stop giving her wine when I'm watching the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kidding. Please tell joke. me you didn't. Oh, of course I didn't. No, I would never. No. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Just bacon. <laughs> I should have had a little piece, damn it. It's fine. Honestly, I'm, well, I did tell you that they were allergic to everything, but you forgot to read that far down into the email. It's honestly fine. It's That's in true. It's in the past. Um, <laughs> so. It's in the past. I forgive you. It's in the past. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. So I called the vet and they were like, yeah, you should probably come get her pumped. And I was like, it's an unconfirmed grape. Like she was like, well, you could do this uh, hydrogen peroxide thing. But the only problem is, is if they don't stop throwing up, then you have a problem. And so I get off the phone and I was like, what do you think, Spence? And he's like, well, spent this much money on her anyway. So I might as well spend more. And I was like, I guess. (laughs) So... So we take her in. There is a confirmed grape that comes out. It was mm-hmm. a intact grape. And they're like, good job. You care about your pet. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> here's my star. money. You're like, here's a lot of money. <laughs> Do you have, you don't have a pet insurance then? We got rid of it because it was $100 per dog per month. And they oh, stopped covering some things. are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. They stopped covering some things on Gemma because of all the surgeries that she's had. So we're just like, we should just have a hundred dollars per month set aside for these fucking dogs i love how uh even animal insurance is a fucking racket yeah it's all scam freaking uh did you see that her name's katie something she's a represent a representative from uh california she's the one who like puts everything on a board and like really runs it through i'm sure you've seen her like destroy a guy who thinks uh she's like here's how much people make in your company how much do you think it's a living wage? And he's like, yeah. And she breaks down exactly why it's not. Oh, you'll have to send me some links. And then I was watching one today and she's, you know, she has these, she questions companies about their immoral shit, you know, immoral practices. And she's talking to a head of uh, an insurance company <coughs> and she goes up. Uh, I love that she uses props. She uses props too. Cause it really brings it home. So she goes, uh, if I was to spend a hundred dollars at your company, how much would go to administrative costs percentage wise? And she's like 17%. And so she counts out seven, 17, $1 bills. Hmm. And then, and then she goes, um, and what do you think Medicaid costs? And the chick goes, the, the CEO goes three to 5%. She's like, actually it's 1%. So she takes away $1 and she goes, what are you, what are you spending this money on? <laughs> she's like, she's like, is it true that you spend money on billboards, advertising, uh, you know, stadiums? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, do you see Medicaid doing that? And she's like, no. <laughs> this lady was so humiliated. She knew she was going to get her ass handed to her, right? And then she goes, the $17 right here could do a lot more for the American people. And instead of paying your CEOs a shit ton of money and getting commercials and all this stuff, she's like, why, why, why are you gouging the American people? Hmm. And I was just like, bitch, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you'll check it out. But I didn't, like, I didn't realize it was that big of a difference, you know, 17, 16%. And she said something, um, it equates like $200 trillion a year. That 17%. Wow. And she's wow. like, could you, can you imagine all the things we could use with $200 trillion? <laughs> like, 
And it's just like, for real, like, rack, ugh, insurance pisses me off so bad. <sighs> like, yeet me off of this whole planet. Can I take I my know, dogs? Right? Can I, I do take... like my kid and my, dad and my husband. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> just having so much conflict here. Um, I don't know. I think I wish things would fucking change. That's for sure. Well, but supposedly the sun's to. coming back. The sun? Yeah. Goodbye, seasonal us? depression. Oh. Hello, Actually, regular depression. I had a good day yesterday, except for the suicidal ideation. Like I was, I love the, I love gloomy days. <laughs> so best day ever. <laughs> it really was. It was like the best day because I got the suicidal ideation most of the time, anyways, right? Yeah, that's but like it, standard ingredient. But I think the thing that frustrated me so much about yesterday it was like I made a point to go have a great day. I had fun. I hung out with a lot of people. Yeah. I got to see a lot of people. I had a good time. And then I'm like laying in my bed, thinking, "Oh, you should kill yourself." Where, where's that razor Lisa keeps in the kitchen? Oh my god, Bobby. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. And I'm like, I was scared for you because I was like, what if she like poetically thought that this was like the le- best last episode to ever release and then she was just gone? And you didn't say hi to me until like 11:30. I was really worried. It's because I went and hung out with Scott till like five o'clock in the morning and I fell asleep on the drive driving home. What? And popped the shit out of my front tire cut to me in the 7-eleven parking lot at five o'clock in the morning changing my goddamn tire oh my god bobby yeah Yeah. well at least you didn't drive to california well i almost did i was kidding (laughs) yeah no i uh and i was seriously like four blocks from my house when it happened i was like i that's when people fall asleep the suit you know when they're close to home yeah because they're like oh i'm almost there like the reliefs yeah i'm relaxing and then I open my eyes and I'm about to fucking roll my hit my hit the media and I was like shit oh and it was like pop 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 and I know and uh, there's four pops in it so yeah <laughs> who did you hang out with until five a.m. Scott oh did he try to make love to you for that long <laughs> no 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 we're just homies um, we both actually it doesn't matter but the point is is uh, <laughs> we're just, he just got back from tour he was on tour with Andy and the Autolith band yeah. Um, and I just was like, oh, I miss you. I'm going to come over. And he's like, cool. So we we're just like hanging out, just like talking. It was, it was yeah. just fun. Yeah. Because he's a homie. That's what you do with your homie. That's right. But uh, <laughs> that video, though, dude, I was like, I, what is this? What is this perfect hour of sex? I just, I'm exhausted. Like you said, thank you. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah, let's not do that. And I was talking about it at work and everyone was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I got, yeah, I got shit to do. I don't have that kind of energy. <laughs> I got to sleep. And I was like, look, man, if you can last for 30 minutes, great. But, like, that's all we're doing is having sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have those uh, Viagra pills that were, like, four hours or whatever. And I've uh-huh. been thinking a lot about those because I saw a TikTok about how they could have, like, helped people with heart murmurs. Instead, they wanted to help men with their boners. Well, and- Viagra was... Viagra was originally the, the reason why they created it was for heart. And then they're like, oh, it gives you an erection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, they just were like, eh, everybody doesn't need a benefit of this, just men. So I've just been thinking about four hour boners, and I'm like, <sighs> Micaiah said him and his friends used to take Viagra and like go bowling because they thought it was funny. To have a boner while bowling? They were teenagers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> 
like he told me that and I was like what the hell and he's like I don't know we're just teenagers and I'm like I guess that's fair like <laughs> who doesn't do stupid shit when they're teenagers let's talk about uh sex baby let's talk, let's talk about, about you and me, me. I'm just sex? I'm in a weird mood can we start over I just don't want to have like I don't know you want to start the you want to start the episode over? No, I just want to just start not singing that song. I don't want to just like. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I think I think I'm fine. What what is this? I think. What's your vibe? Tell me your vibe. I'm, I'm giving a weird you a vibe, vibe check. man. Yeah. Do you want to do this tonight? We're good doing this, right? Yeah, Are you we'll okay? Do, yeah. We'll do this. Yeah. I just gotta get I just gotta get a better mindset because like I feel like I'm in just like a dismissive and also not very attentive and like weird. So mode. we're switching like roles usually. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Um what about sex? Do you wanna talk about sex? What about it? No, I, I do not want to talk about sex. Well, we're about to have an episode about shame, so sex will be getting brought up quite frequently. Yeah, that'll be fine to talk about it then. So should we get going on this episode then or what? Or do you have anything else to add, Miss Dismissive? Smoke, hit, hit that pen, girl. Where is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> here. Do you need to go get it? Yeah, I think that would be, do good to just like walk around, walk upstairs, get a little movement, okay. reset myself. All right, I'll see you. I'll, I'll do a BRB. Enjoy this. <laughs> Are you feeling better or I'm same? feeling not as like Yeah, you do you sound a little like sl- Yeah, I'm not spinning out or anything. Okay. Well that's good. Sometimes you just need to go take a break. A little breather. Yeah. And we you were know like twenty minutes in and I was like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look. I mean Lord knows I've been there. It's fine. We can actually reschedule if you want. No, it's okay. I'd rather do it tonight because you can't do it tomorrow and I probably want to go to bed on time all the time, so Fine. Um, so today's episode is about shame and guilt and I want to do this episode I've wanted to do this episode for a really long time but a couple nights ago a couple days ago I had a nightmare um, where I couldn't hide how I felt that was the nightmare I just couldn't find how I hide how I felt and I showed how ashamed people made me feel for having feelings you know mm. like and um where instead of being like strong and laughing it off, I spiraled. Um, my composure resembled exactly how I felt interior and exterior met and I had no control. And then I sat and thought about it for a minute and I'm like, I realized I don't, I never have had control, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize for the way I feel, how I act, how I love my rejections, my reaction to rejection um, and why. I mean, I am true in my advocacy that I am not an irrational and crazy person. So why don't I believe that, you know? Yeah. And why am I so ashamed of everything I work so hard to accomplish or for feelings we all have? Why am I ashamed to be a human being? Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, it's because of the culture we were raised <laughs> I mean, we're coming to a point right now where women have been shamed since the dawn of time, I feel. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but men have been shamed, too, when they're not, you know, tough, masculine, you know, toxic masculinity. That's a form of shame. And I just feel like we should talk about what shame actually is, because 
I feel like what this podcast kind of does is we kind of get people ideas in people's head and then they get to reflect on how that how that applies to their own life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and obviously we're not gonna have all the answers I still I struggle to unpack shame and guilt um it's just something that is like ingrained in us Mm -hmm. so it's hard to even sometimes pinpoint that that's what we're feeling and that's the cause of what we're feeling or what we're doing I've been thinking about this for a few days because um I knew we were gonna do this episode this week and I was thinking that the amount of shame that we are like that's how we get people to do what we want in in this culture I feel um and in most Christian super religious cultures that's how they do it and then I think it pushes you to a point where you completely stop caring because you know you're gonna feel guilt and shame no matter what Mm -hmm. so you go off the deep end and I feel like that's why we're having such an issue with Americans right now (laughs) like the things people are doing how they act how they behave it almost shows a lack of shame but I know that's not the case (laughs) yeah I also think like there's a a a section of people that are working against shame and trying to break free from shame and so that could sometimes like enable enable other people to feel shameless about how they feel or think or whatever yeah yeah I guess what I'm th- what what I think of when I like when people go have you no shame I think of like a super duper Trump supporter decked out top to bottom in Trump shit that says like you can grab me by my pussy <laughs> and then <clears throat> like they're these are super religious people who were raised in small towns mm-hmm. and shame is just part of their life you know so it's like do they have no shame that's all they got is shame but they don't feel it anymore they're numb to it hmm. when i think of shame i think of grandmas <laughs> or like people being like that's not how you act that's not how you are and yeah. like i yeah i actually am <laughs> but i guess not <laughs> It is funny when people tell me I did something that's 100% on brand for me. I'm like, that doesn't sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that is true. Like, I feel like I'm not saying shame is a bad thing either. I think shame is important. It's part of your development. But again, like I said, I think we're getting so desensitized to it because it's literally used in every like finish Mm -hmm. your mill. There are people starving in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like weird shit like that or you know, you're you're not. <laughs> the reason why our life is hard is because you're sinning, and God looks down on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like. Anyway, here's the definition of shame. Okay. Uh, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Painful feeling, humiliation, or distress, or distress caused, caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Okay, so like just defining something as wrong can bring about shame or shame or humiliation and distress. Mm -hmm. Just be like, that's bad. And then you could be like, Oh, I did that thing. I feel shame. Or like, um, me sitting with, with my knees, not touching. And my grandma saying, that's not very ladylike. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there. So it's association, associating a painful feeling of me just acting normal being uh-huh. like my true self you know what i mean yeah and this is where it's harmful 
because obviously there are times where you should feel shame. We're going to get into them. I've done some pretty shameful shit in my life, but not everything you do, you should be ashamed of. But I feel like that's how we are raised. (laughs) Like that's our, that's the main tool. That's the main tool of raising Mormon kids. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt is a feeling of shame or regret as a result of bad conduct. So that's like the, the What's end the result. difference then? So shame, like, okay, the difference is, this is how I described it the other day. Okay. Uh, Zach feels shame for having a suicidal sister. Hmm. He feels guilt because he doesn't know how to save me. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, Sure. And I mean, I'm sure I'll figure it out, honestly. Well, and his bad contact, con- conduct, quote-unquote, is him not being able to understand why his sister is in pain. Yeah. For, you know, like, mental pain. So, like, should he feel guilt for that? No. Should he feel shame for that? No. You know, I have a mental health issue. Um, but because he doesn't know how to react, he, his go-to is shame because that's what we use so much in this culture. Hmm. shame and guilt so like okay i just googled difference between shame shame and guilt guilt is the feeling when you did something wrong like the regret Uh shame is a feeling that your whole self is wrong it may not be related to a specific behavior or event okay well i don't know i don't know either like seriously i mean i know they're related guilt and shame yeah and like Oh, guilt is the awareness of having done something wrong. And shame is what? Listen, I think I'm on the uh, same Same. psychology today. (laughs) Psychology today. Um, So I was watching this documentary before we hopped on. It's just Uh a 35. It's a 35 minute long uh, documentary and I'm not done with it. But uh, it's called When, When We Were Bullies. And it highlights this experience this guy had in fifth grade where the whole entire class, he instigated something and the whole entire class beat the shit out of one kid because Mm. he wasn't, um, he wasn't being quiet, which means he he was probably like autistic or something, you know, or had ADHD, but this was in the sixties and the teacher was like, you will sit quietly with your hands touch touching each other like like holding your hand together hands together and then you can leave and he just like wouldn't quiet down and the teacher goes it was richard and this guy was also the guy that's they're interviewing is also named richard he said there was four of them Mm -hmm. and he's like i knew it wasn't me and he's like i think it was dick you know because i had different names Mm -hmm. so uh he like did a pass it on thing Mm -hmm. of it was dick let's get him so they chased him down and beat the shit out of him <laughs> and we're talking i mean this this just came out and everyone that was there remembers it they have guilt for it they regret it <laughs> and it's just like how many people have these things these shitty things that we've done where yeah you should feel guilty about that you should be ashamed of that mm-hmm. um like i've done like <sighs> the thing that i'm the most ashamed of that i've ever done is for april fool's day I asked a girl to prom from a boy she liked. I decorated her room. What you did? I did this. For yeah. April Fools? Yeah. And she, I, t- I apologized to her years later, and I was like, I'm really sorry that I did that. 
you know, I was, I just moved from my mom's house. I was going through some shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know, she was annoying. We were friends, I guess we were friendly. We sat next to each other in like a, a class and everyone always picked on her. And for some reason I went completely against who I was and joined in and I did Mm. arguably one of the most horrible things you could do to a teenage girl. <laughs> like I straight up blew up like a hundred balloons. I decorated the shit out of her room. Had yeah, her you do went like, all out for this. Yeah. Had her do like a scavenger hunt to figure out who it was. And then it said, April fools, you idiot. Like wow. this is the worst, worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I didn't think it through. And when I talked to her about it, I was like, I am fucking humiliated that I did that. I am so sorry. She said, yeah. She's like, that was awful. She's like, I thought about killing myself that night. And I was just like, I'm not even surprised. (laughs) I'm like, that was awful of me. And the next day she came to school and like kissed my ass. She knew it was me. She kissed my ass. And I lost, I was even more mean to her because I was like, why the hell aren't you like, I guess I wanted to brawl, you know? I wasn't in my mom's house anymore, so I wanted to brawl with someone. But I understand why I did it. I was going through some shit. And I singled her out, and I fucking destroyed her. And I 100% will always feel guilt for that, and I think that's appropriate. Now, am I going to feel guilty for the rest of my life because I'm a fat person? No. Do people do <laughs> do people try to give me shame and shame me because I am a bigger girl? Yes. Are those people in my family? Yes. So, I mean, this is what this is what I'm talking about the difference. Yes, I should have been shamed hardcore for what I did to her. I didn't really. Everyone thought it was funny. Even the adults in my life thought it was funny. Uh, should I get shamed for my body? No. So this is why this is kind of the direction I want to go in. Where we're like, okay. we need we need to start separating <clears throat> true shame from bullshit shame. Okay, because like I was, um, I'm on Psychology Today, and it mm-hmm. says to separate these things, you can think of like saying something hurtful at a dinner party, and on some level, you intend it to be hurtful. Uh-huh. Afterward, you feel guilty because you could see that you had hurt somebody, recognizing that you had done something wrong. You feel the guilt. More painfully, also feeling ashamed that you were the sort of person to do that. Yeah. So, like, guilt is a ro- guilt arose as a result of inflicting pain on somebody else. I felt shame in relation to myself. So, like, yeah, I'm starting to see like the difference of like. I mean, they're <clears throat> sister. They're twin sisters. They hang out. Yeah. You feel <laughs> guilty because of this thing that you did in this instance that you did, and then on some level, you should you wanted to feel ashamed of the person that you were that did that to that person right and i also feel i wanted to shame her for how dare she have a crush on an older boy we're freshmen you think a junior's gonna ask you to prom you idiot and i don't even know where this these thoughts come from mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean it's a very penguish thing it feels mm-hmm. just so penguishy this this behavior that i was it was my idea i came Sounds up with like it. it yeah i came i you know it, i got a couple girls in on it you know like yeah, I just—it's just. I think, you were I think, in a case, a case of chaos as well. So there, like, was an underlying base for why you were acting out. 
Oh, I was definitely acting out. But it still was. Doesn't excuse the actions. One hundred percent does not. One hundred percent does not. And like, <laughs> but I will say too, like after I apologized, she tried to continue to talk about it for like six months. She'd hit me up to like and put me back in a shame spiral to the point that I set the boundary. Me like, look, I get it, but we're gonna have to move on now if you want to keep talking because mm-hmm. I'm not six I'm not I'm not 14 years old anymore. <laughs> I I did the right thing. I apologized. I give myself enough shame about it. We don't need to bring it up. We don't need to keep harping on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was the wrong choice of me. But is it? I mean like we I don't need to talk. I don't need to bring this up once a week for 6 months. I just don't. <laughs> you know? Maybe she, I guess she does, but I'm also like I told her that I'm like for your sake you should move on too. You know? Mm-hmm. And she still like watches my stories and stuff and uh when I see her, we say hi and stuff. And we continue to be friends. Yeah. Um, so it does it feel like it's resolved, though? Well, we continue to be friends after I did that to her. Yeah. But she was not a skinny girl. I mean, she's not fat or anything. She just was a, she was just a thick girl. And her mom was dead. Her Both of her parents were dead. Um, she wanted so bad for everyone to like her. That I just, I never understood that with people. Like, what people are like, just so desperate for people to like them. I never got that. And uh, she would, she was boy crazy. She'd just talk about boys all the time. And then after that, like, after I did that, what I did, what I did to her, she, this is also, I feel so bad too. She was petting my, she was like playing with my hair the next day. And I went to shoo her away and I accidentally hit her in the face. Ooh. Like, this is. <laughs> my worst moment this 24 hours and even in that moment I remember not caring (laughs) like not caring how she felt and still thinking it was hilarious because everyone around me was like that's so funny that's so funny and I remember thinking like I've made a point to put myself in other people's shoes I mean in the last episode we talked about Jeremy spoke in class today Mm -hmm. and about how that made me gain empathy and I just wasn't empathetic at all to her and I was there was already a thousand daggers in her back and I was twisting the blade and I don't know I just I hate how I feel Mm -hmm. and I feel like this moment really did help me kind of separate you know true guilt from all this shit that we get we get put on us so yeah let's talk about there's like the whole culture of like let's be in the 2000s and not have bones sticking out from everywhere and like we're not that person then so there's that and well, then there's and th- like god forbid they make pants that would fit us you know <laughs> they're like here's some britney spears lowers <laughs> but um and then there's the other part where it's like um like that was really actually shitty <laughs> no it was 150,000 percent so fucking shitty i feel so, shitty about things too so so not on brand for me right like this yeah. is not the person that i am I, I don't feel like i was this person in richfield ever like well, I, I see it because like you are living through an unstable thing and we've talked about this before but when i was going through my unstable thing like right around there and like granted i was unstable all the time but there was another a particular unstable thing and so then I chose to tell everybody that two girls in our grade kissed and to spread it around like wildfire. And you heard it from Tyson. I saw <laughs> t- I saw Tyson and I kind of saw a look of like, 
disappointment. With, and, uh, and you? Yeah. And like yeah. the kind of person that would do that to somebody. Because obviously he's gay. And fucking obviously so am I. Well, well and Tyson... not as obviously, but um, I just I feel I remember feeling I, I still like two days ago I was thinking about this. I still do feel ashamed of the person that I was in that moment that yeah. would do that. Yeah. And I hate people like that. You know what I mean? Like I hate the I hate people who do mean things to the kid who's already getting picked on. I hate people like that. Yeah. And here I am being that person. And you know, I just left my mom's house because she was choking me the fuck out every day, mm-hmm. every other day, you know? And I wasn't getting taken care of and stuff and I just I don't know I don't know. Something came over me. And I don't feel like I felt shame about that until like a year or two later even. Which is so insane to me too. Like I'm like psychopath. I'm a fucking psychopath. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think you were you were in a trauma response, Bobby. I know that, but it doesn't negate the fact that I did something horrible to a girl who didn't didn't need any more of that. True, but I don't think you should feel negatively about yourself in the time that it took for you to respond to what you did because at least you came around to that realization. Well, and that's the thing too is like when I think about her, she was always excited to see me. She was always smiling. She always was trying to make the best of her situation. And I just grabbed her and drug her down to my level. You're like, why are you so happy you lost your parents? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Like you don't have, like, we're, you know, why, why are you coming to school every day and just being, everyone shits on you all day long? Like, why are you happy? Yeah. And part of me too wanted her to kick my ass because I would have let her win <laughs> because you she do, was, you do do that. You're like, I'm just, I'm just at, come at me, bro. And around. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, she would get pick on, picked on by the girls who I had already told to fuck off. I was like, if you guys want to fight, let's fucking fight. Let's do it. So they were scared of me. So I was going to let her kick my ass and, like, win. There was this whole fucking weird dynamic. I don't know what the hell is going on in my mind. <laughs> but I know that I'm ashamed of it. And I, I've got to publicly say it because I'm not perfect. And shame is real. There is a real good reason to have shame. And I know I'm going to think about this forever <laughs> because... I was watching this documentary today, and these people, they were fifth, in fifth grade in 1965. Mm-hmm. They're like, I still feel shame about that. I can't believe we did that. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess this is something I have to deal with. But let's talk about how we grew up in a shame culture. What does shame culture mean in Mormon land? <clears throat> so how shame culture works is that basically it tells you that you are the one that is wrong in like saying you're a sinner, right? Here's the example. You're a sinner. You need Christ to get you back to heaven, but you'll never be good enough for Christ Mm -hmm. to forgive you. So he has to stoop to your level and say, what a, you know, poor you, I'll make up the difference. It's a whole basis of saying you, as you are, are never going to be good enough. Right. And then I feel like pastors and I'm going to use, I'm going to use like pastors, like Christian, like religious, religious places, pastors and bishops and stuff. Like not, not so much bishops, (laughs) but like pastors who are like, I was in the dirt. I was a drug addict. I was this, I was that. And then the Lord came and he rose me up. And then he acts like he's better than everyone else given the sermon. And everyone's like, this drug addict's better than me. (laughs) (laughs) God talked to him, but not me. What's that about? Yeah. um, 
I think also like there's another layer of shame for women in the church specifically. Um, that Wait, sorry, say that again. I just I didn't hear it. Sorry. It's okay. I think there's also a level of shame within the um, community, Christian communities, really purity mm-hmm. purity culture. Mm-hmm. That's um, specific for the women that says that you are responsible for the boy's thoughts and if you don't dress a specific way you could like cause the young men to sin by masturbating or thinking impure thoughts or looking at pornography yeah right so i feel like you're raised we were all raised at a very early age to think that our whole bodies were just sin just a sin a sin temple you know yeah <laughs> like cover up don't show this don't show that like, I can't believe how scared I was to show cleavage. I have gigantic boobs. They're a gift for everyone. Like, <laughs> well, and we talked about that, um, that girl's mom for prom that was like, there she is just showing her boobs everywhere. Like, I didn't, I had no idea. Oh my God. I'm going to go into it. Let's do it. Boobs. So we talked last episode about clogging. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's, that's a struggle when you got big old titties. She, my clogging teacher would record all of the, um, it's fine. I love my body. It's fine. Um, but she would record all of the dances and so that we could see, you know, how we weren't being in sync and make mental notes of like what we can do better. So So basketball is like what sports people do too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on, uh, the I'm on the stage, right? And yeah. with my dance team, and it, this is like the boy-girl mm-hmm. dances. And so we're trying to figure out that she was like, watch yourself and see if you're not on beat with, or you're not doing this good enough or whatever. All I can see are just my boobs. Like, and like, you're, you're like so- humiliated, right? You feel yeah. so much shame for your natural, beautiful breasts. <laughs> so the, the, um, stance for clogging is you have to have your back straight you have to you have to diamond your hands yeah behind your uh waist I, i'm totally doing it right now <laughs> yes me too it's, it's feeling so kind of good actually. i know i'm like i should have continued clogging because my posture is suddenly okay now <laughs> <laughs> and all i can see are these i literally had probably like size e breasts in high school like at least double d's they are far beyond that at this moment all i can see are that my boobs going hopping back and forth off off stage left hopping back over to stage right and i'm fucking humiliated i'm like it's a because my my grandma was this this suddenly happened you know what i mean like i didn't notice my boobs until this and this was after junior prom and so like yeah just shame about my body existing. I'm glad that my mom and sister have giant tits because I knew it was coming. I just knew it was coming. I prepared myself, but when I was flat chested, I was like, we're going to get boobs, Bob. Let's just deal with it. Um, but I also was very focused on covering them, like band t-shirt and jeans. That was what I'd wear. I was always wearing a jacket. I was always covering up mm-hmm. my body. And I remember at prom, I had the exact opposite experience where everyone was like, I had no idea you had boobs <laughs> because I was wearing what? like a low, yeah, I was wearing like a low cut. They just thought I was fat and I am, but like, <laughs> I also have tits, but, uh, prom is interesting too, especially in this culture because my cousin Heather, who had hair to her butt, long hair all the way down to her butt. She did a strapless 
with a with no back for her prom dress. Wow. And her family's super religious and she looked so beautiful. Heather's so cute. She looked so good. She had it was like a coral green. It was so beautiful. And her they had a special order fabric so her grandma could sew literally an inch and a half on the <laughs> bottom of the backless dress. And I was like, why why are we wasting our time here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was a whole big thing. Heather was stressed out about it. Beth was like, she's not going out like that. And I'm like, her whole entire hair, her, you can't even see her back. It's covered. Like, her hair is covering her back. And she's just like, no, I don't care about it. She's like, I, I know you don't care about this sort of stuff, but I do. It's a Mormon thing. So, and I was just like, whatever. I'm like, and I swear to God, it was like an inch and a half. Literally an inch and a half. I was like, what is that hurting? Like, I, I asked her, I was like, she's like, my grandma's, um, it's her grandma. Like, it's mm-hmm. her mom's side of the family, not not my side of the family. She's like... My grandma Breakerhoff is um, which by the way, they're her, her mom. Her mom loves me, but they're super religious, mm-hmm. and so um, I was. You wouldn't pers- get it, Bobby. It's a Mormon thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. But like, they lived with their grandma grandparents when they were going through their divorce. So mm-hmm. they all. Li- so I just go over and hang out because like Troy, my cousin Nicole, lived there, and like all the like I hang out with Troy and Heather, and sometimes Oakley. So. Uh, <laughs> I was over there a lot and I have always had a sailor mouth <laughs> and they're like, Bobby, you can't swear in my grandma's house. And I'm like, okay, I'll just replace everything with Brinkerhoff then. <laughs> Which is their last name. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, um, Heather and I were talking about it and she's like, yeah, she's sewing this on. And I'm like, is like your ass crack showing? And she's like, no. And I'm like, does it not fit you? And she's like, no. And I'm like, explain. <laughs> and she's like, mm-hmm. it's a mod. She's like, it's a modesty thing. And I'm like, this is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my yeah. fucking life. Yeah. Like, I can't stand it. And honestly, she had black gloves that went to her armpits. Like, she was so covered. I bet she looked flawless. She w- Yeah, of course she did. And she was also a volleyball player. They wear panties when they're playing. Yep. You could not. I mean, in high school, there was such a modesty cultures. Like, there was that saying that was, like, modest is hottest going around, and Mm -hmm. everybody had those, like, lip note chapsticks that was, like, CTR, modest is hottest. Those were really good chapsticks, by the way. But (laughs) They um, were, like, they were, like, a little bit pepperminty, right? They were, they they were something. They were magic. Menthol-y, yeah. (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know, but it was, like, okay, so then, um... So, also, when we were in high school, there was, like, those shade shirts or those, what were they called? Down East Under Tees? Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, common uh, Mormon practice. So, you know a spaghetti strap? They'll put a long sleeve white shirt underneath it and then a spaghetti strap strap over it. Yep. So, it's modest. Something to cover their shoulders. Yeah. And then the spaghetti strap on top so that you could have the fashion. And then it would have the scoop neck too. So it would like be cover a little bit of your cleavage. But if you had big boobs, if you like bent over or anything, (laughs) you'd have to put your hand over your entire cleavage. Yeah. And it's funny because was it you that was saying it? We both do that. We both did that. I've been working really hard to stop doing that. I do it when I bend over too, because I'm like, God forbid someone see, I don't know, a second of my ass crack or the skin on my back. Yeah, you you, you have to decide which hand is going to no, grab you, the you thing you're both. bending over for, because <laughs> you got one on your ass, one on your cleavage, and you're like, okay, where's the least amount of priesthood holders around me so that I don't tempt <laughs> them 
with my skin. I'm guessing this is why my sister picks everything up with her toes. We do that too. Uh, what the hell? Purity culture, write in and say, if you are insanely talented with your toes, is it because you're purity culture? Well, my sister, when she, it, it's always driven me crazy. I'm like, stop that! <laughs> and so I've never done it. But I mean, I can pick things up with my toes. I definitely can't. Like, yeah. My sister's got insane feet. That was like her weapon because she's the shortest of us all. So if we come for her, she just, just lay roundhouse. Down. No, she just lay down on her back and just start chopping with her heels. <laughs> Worst pain ever. <laughs> Sounds great. Siblings, I used to man. be able to do that thing where I could like grab something with my right toe and then hand it off to my left hand uh-huh, from behind. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> got that. Got that. <laughs> Yeah, like watching Ob clean her house is hilarious because it's mostly it's mostly toe action. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about it today, yesterday too, because I watched the kids and um, Sophie was on my shoulders. Jake was leaving, and to go fly, which I love. He was all in his military uniform, and uh, he hugged Alex. He hugged Sophie, and then he like I thought that was gonna be it because he and I used to never hug each other. Who and he hugs Jake, my brother. Oh, oh yeah. And he hugged me. He's like, all right, love you. Bye. And I was like, love you too. See ya. And it's just, I don't know if it's just siblings being siblings, but mm-hmm. I also feel like there's a weirdness in my family where it's like the men don't celebrate their birthdays. They don't hug. They don't tell people they love each other. You know, they don't do any of that stuff. And what it's kind because of fucking society do we live in where this exactly. is just like, oh, that's nice. normal. <laughs> yeah. And like how fuck, what kind of fucking society is it that my brother's finally broke away from it and he is okay com- hugging his little sister mm-hmm. like what and i feel like that's the thing too is like when you push everything down se- everything sexual down then everything seems like it has sexual. potential to be sexual yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing like that with me and jake obviously he's right. my big brother but like zach wouldn't even let me sit next to him because he thought it was weird he didn't want people to think we were dating mm-hmm. and it's just like what <laughs> like are you serious we look alike and who cares like we're i'm your sister like what is yeah. this what is this what, shame are you in a, a prime chick magnet are you are you trying to get people in this very setting well i mean yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> like sit farther away seven feet no he would be like sit across from me and i'm like okay well, like i'm always constantly sitting across from somebody so i can look them in the eye well, no, but like, okay, so this would be the case scenario, okay? It would be okay, me, and, the me, and exact Zach, scenario. me and Zach and one of his friends would go out to lunch or something, right? Okay. And he would be like, sit next to Dirk, sit next to Cheek, sit next to whoever, so they don't think we're dating. Okay, but then that leaves the door closed for you. You don't want you to think that, you don't want people to think you're dating. Well, Whatever I, <laughs> BS friend that Zach has thrown on you. I don't want to think about that when I'm having sitting down for a meal with my brother and his friend. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. mostly what I don't want. That's to take, true. That's, that's what I don't want. You know, or it's just like, can we sit in a meal and enjoy enjoy ourselves without worrying about what everyone's we're being watched? Because the truth of the matter is, in our culture, that's part of the shame culture. We are always being watched. Yeah. And scrutinized, and this and that. <laughs> but it was funny because one time we ran into my cousin Dallin, and I hadn't seen him since I was a kid because he was like heavy duty marines like special ops so he was gone and then uh mm-hmm. we ran into him at the dairy and um my brother's like hey Dallin, what's up and he's like hey and then he goes is this your wife to me <laughs> and i'm like i'm your cousin Dallin." <laughs> 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 so whatever it's gonna happen no matter what 
I guess. Um, so that's kind of how shame is applied differently. Like I do, I think girls definitely have it way worse in this culture <laughs> than the men do. And I do think that women perpetuate this culture way more than men do. Do you feel that way or no? I don't know. I feel like shame is, I feel like shame works against the men in the culture by, by telling them if they don't have a hundred percent clean moral thoughts at all times. And then something happens it's because they're not worthy of the priesthood or God's blessing. And I think that kind of language can be really harmful on a youth who's, in t- whose testosterone lo- levels are just insane. Yeah. And you hormones. can't like, if you have a boner in the middle of the day, does that mean something uh, um on your spirit? Do you need to go pray more? Especially like, because boys and when they're teenagers, they can't control that shit. Th- well, they, they can't control. I mean, like you should be able to like control your thoughts, but being sexually aroused by boobs, dicks, butts, mm-hmm. people's, hair the way they smell that's fucking normal for teenagers and beyond like right so feeling shame in that respect and feeling like you have to like confess your sins and then show the whole ward that you're not worthy to pass the sacrament this week because you're sitting with your family and you're not passing the sacrament that could be a whole nother level of shame that's true. That is true. But in this scenario, I'm thinking about a guy messing up and hooking up with his girlfriend, and I've seen it where the girl gets in way more trouble than the guy does. Yeah, that the also guy... happens. And also, people lie. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. No, that's true. But um, I don't know. I feel like shame culture also helps people be more predatory because middle school, I mean, you weren't there for all of Red Hills Middle School, but... <laughs> They, Mr. Reynolds was insane with the dress po- call policy. Absolutely insane. Really? Yeah. And Abby came for like six months. She came for like half the year. I think it was in eighth grade. Um, and she was wearing jeans and there was a tear underneath the butt, like her, her buttocks. Like you couldn't even see her ass cheek or anything. Hmm. And he didn't like stop her in the hall. He called her into the uh, his office, closed the door, and then put tape on her butt himself what yeah <laughs> well, we're talking about a whole nother level of uh <laughs> this is yeah, not but- shame that's just illegal <laughs> no exactly and i remember uh i met abby at his office door because sh- and she walked out and she's like uh he just tr- he just tried to put that tape on and she was like what are you doing you know mm-hmm. but she's like he tried to tape up my and how many people did you see with stuff taped on them like how many kids did how many kids did he do that to i was dealing with my own shit that that (laughs) i probably was just like what a fashion choice (laughs) yeah i know but like i feel like because of the culture the modesty culture the shame culture that is you you would never even tell your parents that because you're like well i guess i shouldn't have been wearing those jeans you know Mm -hmm. they're distracting the boys he was just doing his job Mm-hmm. but it's just like <laughs> what like and here's the story abby was the only sister living here she moved back she was living with her dad she was going through some stuff mm-hmm. maybe that maybe those were the only pants she could afford you know mm. and it's just like 
I don't know, the whole thing is just a layered thing of it's just yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And also, I'm really tired of the girls need to cover up. Boys need to control, control themselves, period. period. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with there being a dress code just because... I guess it teaches you to be a cog in the in the workforce. That's what school's all about. It's just training you how to be a fucking slave to capitalism. <laughs> but things I think about on a daily basis when I'm like, <laughs> should I teach my kid the alphabet? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a blessing to be illiterate in the future. <laughs> no, the the illiterate people are the loudest right now. <laughs> Fair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um Tell me about sometimes where you were shamed and it was bullshit. We got the clogging thing, but that was just your own personal shame, right? Yeah, shame. My, but it, I, I think the first time I felt ashamed was uh, when I was eight. Baptism. And I was gonna say baptism, man. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? I might not have been eight because I was gonna get. I was getting little boobs. I was probably ten. I don't remember, like, I'm just thinking about my, for my body. Yeah. I think that's the root of my problems right now. I think um, so too. I, I agree. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're discussing it a little bit. I was, uh, walking to like, um, a ward thing, a ward program or something. So we lived in Annabelle. We lived down Hepler's Pond Road, which is like a mile from the chapel. And I put on a sundress, which was a spaghetti strap, and then cherries, that, and it went down to, like, my knees. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing this when I arrived at this summer activity for some reason, and all I could remember was the boys looking back and, like, giggling, and then looking back again and then, like, giggling at me. And I was like, why? What? <laughs> and then I like look down and I see this like little like armpit fat that so many people have and you really can't mm-hmm. control what this little piece of armpit fat does. And I was like maybe this looks too much like boobs. Maybe they think these are my boobs. Mm-hmm. So I guess I just can't wear things like this anymore. Have you come to grips with that that little arm fat thing going on with the between the boobs and your arm because i remember struggling with that hard too and now i'm like i don't give a fuck i've fallen in love with it (laughs) look i like to grease it up and fuck it (laughs) i uh i sometimes squeeze my boobs together not to get the boobs together but to get more of that little armpit fat so i just like how uncomfortable it makes men (laughs) just look at them and be like what (laughs) you know what i've actually learned about men though is they were probably looking at your boobs and they were stoked. Oh. They were totally fucking stoked. <laughs> but they're so immature because none of us got taught how to act like human beings. And then they're 10 to at top top it off. They were just like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I think I remember them being like in Young Men's and me still being in primary. So like, I think they got this like modesty talk that they got because, but I was just like 10. I was just yeah, hanging out. It's like, you why are you, yeah, why are you sexualizing a 10 year old? Because they were 12 or 14 or some shit. I don't Yeah, but still, I remember when I first, when I started to like boys for real, Mm -hmm. um, there was certainly a cutoff date. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at a 10 year old ever being like, yeah, you know? So that's creepy in and of itself. Um, I remember, I know that, I know that my first bouts of shame were 
religious related. I was shamed because I didn't get baptized right away. Um, I was shamed when I wouldn't pay tithing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Uh, when you really could have used that money to eat. Yeah. And it's also like, it's 10 cents. Like, seriously, I gotta go break this dollar? <laughs> <laughs> you you know gonna drive long... me to the bank? <laughs> you know what's funny is um, Al... <laughs> his parents are setting him up for success so he has like savings you know mm-hmm. he doesn't have to like he doesn't fucking have to like cute man loan his mom five dollars for fucking milk but uh oh my god you've just triggered me and melted my heart yeah <laughs> um so like he was like bob guess how much money i have he he like loves to tell like he's so proud of it and i'm like this kid has more money than i do <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I looked at Jake. I'm like, your son has more money than me. And he's like, Alex, don't do that. That's not appropriate. And I'm like, I don't care. You can talk to me about money. He's excited. I'm like, I know he doesn't mean anything by it. And he was like, well, it's just, it's not polite. And it's like. It isn't polite. <laughs> but he's a kid. Well, and he's telling his auntie something he's very excited yeah. about. I yeah. don't give a it's shit. It's the relationship aspect. <laughs> yeah. Still probably a kick in the butt. We were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you have to remember that that kid doesn't have any bills. <laughs> No, I know, I know. But I just remember when I was a kid, like, if I got a dollar, that was a big deal. It was a really big deal because yeah. I never had any fucking money. Yeah. So, like... When you found the quarters in the couch cushion, you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to keep this a secret. I might <laughs> right? be able to buy myself some penny candy at premium. Well, I remember... Because you know how we were talking about um, lunch numbers? And you yeah. you told me yours? Yes! You I have no lunch- idea. I didn't eat lunch one time in high school. What the hell? I couldn't afford it. Well, you didn't have to, like, use that for logging out library books or anything? Didn't I just have, like, my student ID? Well, yeah. After, I guess, after 9-11, they started doing the student IDs. But, like, (sighs) even in middle school and stuff, you have to, like, have that number for when you... Okay, so, I guess I've been thinking about this. Because I was like... Yeah, because I'm like, why don't I remember this number? I feel like there's an 8 and a 9 and a 6 in it. Because 896 was our prefix. So, I was like... I feel like that might have been it. I feel like you didn't memorize your lunch number because your mom was probably too proud to put you on assisted lunch. She would always put us on assisted lunch, but she made it a big deal. Hmm. And it made us humiliated. We were ashamed of it. I was just like, well, I got to eat. <laughs> so I was just on an assisted lunch my whole life, pretty much. I was just like, well, well, and ha- there was a time when she didn't have us on assisted lunch and they called me in instead of calling my mother. They called me in and told me I wasn't allowed to eat until she paid the fine. And I was just like, okay. So I just see. You know eating. what? I just stopped eating. Fucking administration, man. Right. How can they get so many things wrong? Like, there's so many things. Like, I still get stories about Vice Principal Barton mm-hmm. from when we were in school that make me so pissed about how he treated children. Yeah, I think and telling a child they can't eat even in high school. Like well, that's not that's you're still a child. Well, and I'm there to fucking learn. Please feed my brain so I can feed my stomach so I can feed my brain, please. Like Fuck. I'm going to write some letters. So I do remember um my mom had like secret change spots like in the laundry room and stuff. Mhm. And I'd always get 35 cents so I could get a Tampico and a string cheese. That's what you ate? Every single day. If I if I could find money. <laughs> uh, I would buy, I think I would bring a quarter or 50 cents. And I would buy rolls and ranch. 
Maybe rolls, rolls and ranch. ranch. <laughs> so good. School ranch has a weird. School it's, ranch it's was a, good. No, I know, but it's like not like any other ranch I've ever tried before in my life. It's because it's souped down. Yeah, it's way watered. <laughs> it's way watery, but you're like, it still tastes good, man. <laughs> still ranch, and this is Southern Utah. This is what this we is, gotta do. This is America. <laughs> do our duty to God in our country. But yeah, ranch. I mean, that is another that is another source of shame. I was so ashamed that we were poor. I was ashamed that the people in the office knew that I was on assisted lunch. You know, because like no one ever said anything, but I yeah. just didn't want them to like I knew like if they were looking at me, I was like they know. Um and I don't know why my mom being poor was such a huge source of humiliation for me. <laughs> Probably because she made it my problem, you know. Well, I think it was a a thing like even uh stephanie oldroyd like you said in one that one episode Mm -hmm. where she was just worried that she looked like she got her clothes from kmart or walmart and like that was a real thing yeah i mean it was and i think it's also really frustrating too that i think the one the the one year that i didn't have assisted lunch was because my mom just drug her feet and forgot about it it's like you can't prioritize feeding your children like, mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't doing it at home, really, so why would she do it at school? <laughs> but it's like, that's a free month. We could have a free lunch. And then then after that whole fiasco, she would always yell at Like, I'm like, I'm hungry. When I come home, I'd eat. She's like, why don't you eat school lunch? It's there. It, you just eat it. And it's just like, <sighs> I'm just trying to avoid being shamed and humiliated. Is that okay? Yeah. Can yeah. I just fucking have a f- piece of toast when I get home, for God's sake? <laughs> What is this bread made out of gold now? Grandma Sycamore. <laughs> I love Grandma Sycamore bread. It is pretty good. Sacrament bread. Is that what they use in, in your sacrament? Yeah, they, hell yeah, they did. We were in Annabelle. We were fancy. We would do Wonder Bread, I think. I think we did Sarah Lee a few times, too. And uh, the, they told me that if it was moldy, they would just pick around it. They told me that, too. Well, people don't understand how mold works. Like, it's spores. It's everywhere. Once it once it's showing, it's everywhere. <laughs> how do you feel about cutting the mold off of cheese, though? Um, I'm I understand that cheese is a molding process, uh, but it's in a, it's in a contained thing. I don't know. I don't know. I am more okay with it, but I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I think I'm only more okay with it because that's how I grew up. But I'm actually not okay with it. And I will. That's why I only buy sliced cheese. And I only buy. Like I don't buy cheese in bulk. Because I'm like I don't eat this fast enough. And I'm not going to cut off mold from my cheese. I think that's why I'm not okay with it. Is because that's how we were raised. And sometimes my mom would wrap our cheese in tinfoil. I was just like. I mean I'm not trying to judge. (laughs) But what? Yeah it was just like chaos. Like there was no no good food. There was just no good food I guess. Cheese wrapped in tin foil it just dries it out and it's disgusting it takes on the taste of the fridge ew what what does it say about tin foil i just just thinking about fridge tasting cheese yeah and it's like this there's this beautiful especially because cheese if you're a poor person for those of you who weren't raised poor a slice of cheese can carry you for hours <laughs> Like, so, <laughs> so to have like the one thing that could carry you for hours be candled in such a poor way, I'm just like, yes, fucker, yes, can't we do anything right in this house? 
<laughs> you you ever watch here's a, here's something about shame you ever hate your body so much that you're poor but you buy a gym membership and every day you watch the devil wears prada to try to get yourself to be even a size six because that's the fat size in the fashion industry and do you ever watch that movie so much that you think of cubes of cheese you think of emily blunt when emily you think blunt. of cheese honestly I have been eating cheese to not pass out my whole entire life. So <laughs> when I watched the Devil Wars product, I died laughing. Like, I'm like, that's fair. a fucking, that's a technique, man. That's hack, a- <laughs> man. Life hack. I thought I invented that, but. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, the only reason why I hate my body is because of the way everyone in this fucking state was taught to hate my body. Yes. That's the reason why I hate it. And I don't really hate my body, but. I was lucky. I've talked about this before. When I was 18 and I went to culinary school, I wasn't old enough to wait tables. So I went and worked in a clothing store. We all have body issues. Every single one of us, you know? Mm-hmm. You're right. So I just learned that. Thank Again, thank God. Because I remember when I got that job, I was like, oh, it's only going to be women. This is going to suck. Like, blah, 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 blah. And it was one of the best job experiences I've ever had. What store was it? Ann Taylor Loft. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Well, that was like an old lady store, right? Yeah, I know, but I worked with a bunch of girls. You like young, oh, yeah, youngins, right. you know? Like, my the oldest one was like 33. I have a question. What? I'm going to my mission reunion. Do you want me to come? Kind of. Do you want me to be your plus one? <laughs> no, I gotta do this on my own. This is what I want to do. I want to look hot. Uh-huh. I, I want to look inappropriate, but not slutty. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And I want to look hot, but not like in your face hot. Okay. Well, let's go shopping. I'll take you shopping. I know, yeah, I, I, know, I know all the places. This is in two days. So can it's we do that? It's in two days? Yeah. Let's go right now. No, we can go tomorrow morning <laughs> if you want. The reason... Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. The reason that I wanted to go by myself to this is because I'm trying to practice like... And this is some autism shit right here. I'm trying to practice scenarios in semi. I don't want to go out where nobody knows me. There's no risk to that. Right. Right. I want to go out as I am and practice what I preach and love myself Mm -hmm. with people who have known me at my like thinnest adult weight and with people that have known me at my most my most armored facade. Right. Are you scared? You're so scared, huh? I'm not I'm not scared, well, scared but I am but excited, nervous, right? I'm nervous. That's okay. You know, that's totally fine. I have no idea what it's like to be skinny and then have a, you know, a bigger body as an adult because I was I've always been a big kid, so I don't worry about it, but uh, I'm yeah, glad but you went. You know like... what? I had a eating disorder to get that way. So, oh yeah, my eating disorder did nothing but give me a headache, make me throw up clear, and Crohn's. <laughs> God, that's probably really where it came from, huh? Yeah. God damn it, mother. Um, <laughs> there's a TikTok trend going around for when you see it in ten months on Reels, uh-huh, where they're like they're like holding a um like a word and it's like uh body dysmorphia or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like you need to get you need to get rid of that it's not serving you anymore and then they say it was a gift from my mother 
You know, I think in my whole entire family, the one who has the worst body dysmorphia is Zach. Can and you send me a picture of Zach? Zach's Zach is It's been how many years that we've done this? A year and a half? I still don't know what he looks like. Well it's because he didn't like to get his picture taken. <clears throat> like, That's fair. I would tell you just to Google him, but I was thinking about all this album shit and I, I have like, tried. Yeah, it's he's hard to find. Um <laughs> Zach Alvey musician is not helpful. Uh, he goes by Zachary Kim Alvey on his music stuff, I think. Okay, hold on. Facebook. He's on is Facebook. he on Facebook? I think so. It seems like something he'd do. <laughs> is it Zach with a K or a Z? It's a C-H. C-A-C-H-A-R-Y. What's your last name? Alvey. Fuck. <laughs> yes, my last name Zachary is Alvey. Alvey, Evansville, Indiana. No, not him. He's usually in hell, Norway. Benjamin, <laughs> Utah. No. Boonville. The point, even if, even, even if he has a, if you find a social media, his picture will not be on it. Oh, fuck. Then why am I doing this? I don't know. I'm sorry. Zachary. Well, you know what's the worst is you're not knowing if, not knowing how to spell somebody's name and you're trying to text them. Oh, right. Well, Maybe. I mean, hey. uh, Shannon set the picture of us. Zach's the, the one with the gap and the mullet. Not to you mean his to... childhood picture? Yeah, he looks pretty similar. No, <laughs> no. Zach was a a chubby kid in in middle school, and my dad he when he was getting into music, my dad was like, "Yeah, you can have a band and call it Chubby and the Cherubs." And rude. That affected Zach so much, and he has a gap. He's got like a big old gap, and I think he's so cute. Everyone thinks Zach's cute, and he's just a tall boy. He's buff. I mean, he's not like <laughs> he's not he's not like Ryan Reynolds cut. But he's he works out. He's bulky, you know. What's his and What's his middle name? Kim. That's my dad's name. Kim. Um, but I remember I remember when my dad said that to my brother. I remember it. We were sitting at the kitchen table, and I was just like, "For real." <laughs> and Zach also had pretty bad acne. It got brought up, and he takes everything to heart. I think. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he tells me all the time that he's fat. Well, not anymore. We don't talk. But when we were hanging out and stuff, he would tell me all the time that he was fat. And I was like, "What are you saying to me? Like, what? <laughs> no, you're not. Like, what?" He's like, "Yeah, I could lose like 50 pounds." And I'm like, "Okay." But I really, genuinely think when Zach looks in the mirror, he does not see what he is. He sees a big old fat person. I have that problem, but the opposite. Where <laughs> you're like, "I'm hot." Fucking <laughs> hot. And then I see myself in pictures. Well, Halo has been stealing my phone and then taking pictures with of me. Mm-hmm. Which I love, but I all I see is my mom plus my dad. Well, I had to have this conversation with Ob once, and I'm sure I've told this story, but uh, Hazel was like, why aren't there any pictures of me in the house? Because they only had um, the pictures they took with Draven, Garrett, and Ob before Hazel was born. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why aren't there any pictures of me in the house? Like, what's going on? Like, why aren't, why, why yeah. aren't there any family pictures? Yeah. And... Aubrey was like, I feel so bad. She's like, but I'm so fat, Bobby. And I'm like, so? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you just, I'm like, this is how you are. And we were taking the pictures and she was tripping. And I was like, listen, we're not going to fix this today. What we're doing mm-hmm. today is taking pictures for your kid. So that she feels like she belongs in the family. Yeah. And I ended up taking some great pictures. Sure, my sister is the way she looks, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean she's not pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> I will like I but I know how to work the angles too. 
when someone's taking taking you off guard and you're like in motion doing something you always look insane like there's so many pictures where i'm like do i look like that and then i'll like stand in the mirror and like talk and stuff and i'm like no i don't look like that <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, the camera is too brutal I also saw that there was this photographer that was directing your body, like, and shaping your body and be mm-hmm. like, okay, put your hand here and kind of drape it this way. That's a good photographer. And like, yeah, light. yeah. I have a photographer friend and I don't think she knows how to pose fat bodies. Well, that's something she should work on, honestly, because yeah. there is nothing worse on a date. Like, a day like that's stressful enough, you know? <laughs> and then you get the picture back and you're like, fuck. Yeah, so I can't find Zachary Kim Alvey anywhere. So just zip, boop out as his name so that we can not get sued or something. Um, he's in the public. He's a public figure. I don't know what he wants from me. <laughs> well, we're I'm trying to even... promote you, man. <laughs> yeah, Zach. Um. Okay, so uh, so how? Let's talk about shame culture because shame is and guilt are a huge huge factor in mind control cult behavior yeah um when you think that someone is judging you watching you you're trying to walk this line um i just found him i just barely found him god damn it it wasn't hard to find oh wait just kidding it's just album art never mind (laughs) oh my brother sorry um but yeah, like the shame thing, I feel like, and this is, I also think, because I was talking to Janissa, I, I wanted her to come on, by the way, and yeah. um, as far as I knew, she was raised very religious. Like, I thought they were a super Mormon family, mm-hmm. and she came over last weekend, and we were talking about it, and she's like, my family never read scriptures, we never did family home evening, we never did this, this, that. She's like, but when I didn't get married in the temple, she's like, my mom didn't talk to me for like three weeks, because sh- she was worried what the town would think. And so she's shaming her daughter because she doesn't want to feel shame from the town. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is supposed to be a happy day. And by the way, Janice and Manny, from what I can tell, have a very healthy, stable relationship. Can't say that about a lot of Mormon couples, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Temple marriage Mormon couples. You and Spencer excluded, obviously. You're not Mormon anymore, though. We have, a, like, a lot of... I'm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I just, and I was such a, because when she was like, yeah, my family didn't do this, my family didn't do that. It's like, her mom is dedicated in putting on, like, the facade. facade. Yeah. yeah. And what is a facade but a way to avoid shame, correct? A way to mask your shame, probably. Well, you don't want to be shamed by people, so you put on the facade. You Here's know? the facade I had. I did not want to wear clothes from Walmart. I ended up doing that anyway, but I made, I asked my mom to please drive me to Provo to go to Ross to find clothes that didn't have any brand names on it Mm -hmm. so that I could wear that. My shame was my poverty. My mask was putting us into more poverty by asking my mom to take me somewhere else to buy more expensive clothes. Yeah, but that's funny thing, too, because as a person who is currently living in poverty, uh, whenever I treat myself, I guilt myself out. Like, I'm like, because, like, I went to 9th and 9th yesterday, and I bought a book and two pieces of artwork. I spent, like, 60 bucks. Not, like, you know, like, you should be able to go out and do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, 
like I've I've paid my car payment, I have to pay rent, like I shouldn't have done that. And it's just like I was having like a guilt spiral because on my day off I went You dared to do something <laughs> else. And by the way, two out of three of those things were gifts like I'm not even getting them for myself and I was just like this is so deeply ingrained in us in in me too Mm -hmm. the things that I feel guilt about or even like like I feel guilty if I eat I feel guilty if I don't eat I feel like guilty if I don't get out of bed I feel guilty if I go shopping I feel you know what I mean and it's just Mm -hmm. like why you know why Yeah. And it's because it's how we were fucking raised. <laughs> and it's funny. I spent 60 bucks and then I got 60 bucks from my grandma. Just like that. You know, it was like net zero. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, if I would have uh, kept both those $60, that's $120 and I can pay my phone bill. Life is a trap. This is the problem is that uh, they kept paying less and less for the work that we did and they put us in a fucking uh 2008 economy crash that we will like the boomers wanted to recoup their money and like not suffer the consequences of their choices and put it all on us so (laughs) yeah we're gonna eat our avocado toast we're gonna get presents for our friends because this life is a joke and everything's fake and that's that's really what it is right like there's what's the point What's the point? We know the world's coming to a close. It was 70 degrees in Antarctica day before yesterday. That's insane. Dang. That's fucking... I think the North Pole was 40 and the South Pole was uh, oh, 30. That that, is that what 30. weirdos were talking about? Oh, it says in Revelation the poles will switch. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, I, no. they were just 30 and 40 degrees Celsius, which is summer weather. Yeah. In the two places where summer never happens (laughs) but global warming isn't real my cousin says that her financial plan is uh the collapse of society i mean same (laughs) like that's the only thing i can plan for (laughs) i ain't got no 401k that's right i love how everyone like i don't know you've been watching my stories but like everyone is like oh the economy's bad so let's just tip our server 10 percent I waited on this couple. They were so cute. I sat and chatted with them. She's pregnant. So I gave her like a cannoli that said congrats on the plate. Like I piped out congrats. And they were like, oh my gosh, you were so cute. Their bill was $60 and left me three. How? Right? How? And I was like, so I just shouldn't go out of my way. I shouldn't try here is what you're saying. I'm just going to stop trying. Yeah. Shit. But it's oh, also like so nice. Ten percent. No, it was like five. Five percent. That's right. <laughs> and, Half uh, of ten percent. <laughs> I was like, like she seriously was like, "You are so cute. I've enjoyed, we've enjoyed this so much." Like I found out that she was finding out when her baby, what, what kind of baby she was having the next day. Like I put the time in, and I'm not saying that I was just doing that. Like, but it's also like when you're working, <laughs> and you're interacting with people and they're supposed to like show you their appreciation by tipping you. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, it's like, mm-hmm. but then I feel guilty for being like, ah, I, don't I was, know. O- I, I was only do- doing that for money, but it's like, yeah, kind of, <laughs> you shouldn't feel ashamed that the, the, the world has made you dance like a joker in the middle of court to make your way of living. 
have to put on so many fucking personalities that I don't even know. You are a goddamn genius. It's a psycho. It's psycho behavior, though. They put you in that position. Because you're right. When I'm waiting tables, I am a million different people. Yes. Like, it depends on what the You're a bro. You're a bridesmaid. (laughs) You're a grandma. You are a grandchild. You are. Yeah, I'm all the things. Yeah. Your babe. By the way, remember how I told you that uh, I was waiting on someone and I dropped their food off and then I came back and the chick was crying? Oh, no. He's like, can we just get a box? We just need to get out of here. And I was like, uh, yeah. And then he didn't give me his fucking credit card right away. So I had to keep going back and checking while she's sobbing at the table. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, maybe I just won't see him for a while. Because he's a regular. Like, I have his number because he left his AirPod once. Oh, Um, yeah. You're like, bro, Venmo me my tip. Thanks. (laughs) But uh, they came back in last weekend. And I oh. had to wait on him, and they were, like, super nice at first, and then he was kind of getting nasty with her, and I'm like, are you the one who made her cry? I will kill you. And he oh. flirts with me. I feel like he flirts with me pretty hard, too, When and it's like, don't do that in front of your girlfriend, man. Stop it. He should be ashamed, but he's not. <laughs> can you tell me the name of your Italian restaurant one more time so I can look up the menu? I'll text. I'll just I'll just type it here. Okay, thanks. Um, let's talk about people who use guilt to shame you, which I feel like is pretty much my relationship with my mother. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Um, does your mom do this? Obviously, she does. I feel like we talk about this like every episode. But the I I did the best that I can. No apology. Just I did the best that I can for being abusive. Mm-hmm. So then you feel bad for them. Suddenly, <laughs> you're like, wait. What? <laughs> don't flip this around. And then just like, I don't, I don't have, no one in my family is like this, thank God. But like, you know, you've seen people who have like relationships with their mothers where they're just like, well, or it's like the Tony Soprano relationship with his mother. Do you watch the Sopranos? No, I need to. So his mom is just a super narcissist, crazy person. Mm-hmm. And she'll just be like, I gave my life to my children. And then she's just like, I guess you just wouldn't care if I just died. And he's just like, cause he's like calling her out on her bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she's just, she just flips it and he's out of control. Like he's, he, he's lost control of the situation mm-hmm. and he's this boss man. He's running, he's running the New Jersey mafia and his mother, he can't, she, she manipulates him and refuses to acknowledge that he's a, a person that he has a right to be pissed off at her about some stuff that like, you know, like he's going to therapy and she's like, he's going to therapy. What's he talking to her about? Probably how horrible his mother is. Like all she can do is think about herself. Yeah. We're going to go over a lot of that kind of <laughs> thing. Yeah. We're doing a narcissistic, narcissistic yeah. one, <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's just like, she ends up having him like p- tells like his uncle who puts a hit on him because he's in a therapy, which is against a no, no in the mafia. Mm-hmm. And it's just all this toxic fucking shit that comes out of the need to control people. And I feel like guilt and shame are just the best way to do it. Yeah. I feel like, so this is my one shame story. My mom, uh, I just moved to Richfield High School. I wanted to get a belly button ring. Mm -hmm. 
And I read about it. Fucking hell. You know those pains that you get in your in your rib? Yeah, and you're like, this is it. This is how I oh. <laughs> It's an air bubble. I'll start over. <laughs> uh, I was I had read about belly button rings in a book from Richfield City Library, and I was thinking to myself, like, I have a cute like bod, and I sure, like yeah. a little self conscious about my belly area, but like I bet I would like it if I had like a little secret to myself where I got it pierced, mm-hmm. and then like that could be like I don't know something that I admire myself for. And so I'm just like thinking on it, thinking on it. I probably didn't put that much thought into it. I probably was just like, it'll look hot. Um, and so my mom was like, I don't know, trying to talk to me, trying to level with me about something. And she like got it out of me that I kind of was thinking about a belly button ring. And she's like, oh, okay. And so she like was like kind of supportive about it. But then like the next time my mom was trying to deflect um, guilt and shame from herself at my grandparents. She totally was like, well, Kendra wants to get a belly button ring. So she kind of like threw you under pushed, the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Pushed all of the attention to suddenly I'm a 14 year old that wants a belly button ring. And uh, she used shame uh, to put me in line, a line that she didn't even expect for herself and uh, or expect of herself and to kind of like, escape uh taking accountability for her own actions as well yeah and then it turned and then it, i'm sure the attention 100 percent got turned on you yeah and that's what's so that's what's so frustrating about the deflection is that it's like suddenly your grandma's pissed off at your mom and but right now she's going to use all that filling and it's going on to you because you want a fucking belly button ring because you're a teenager yeah <sighs> <laughs> Don't be mad. I, uh, it's okay. I pierced uh, Tommy Stevens' belly button once before a school dance. Or before uh, one of Miracle's dances. Tommy Stevenson? Yeah. How do I, why do I feel like she was hot? She was just tall and promiscuous. Like, she just, like, didn't give a shit. And I thought she was hilarious. I thought she was, like, a good old time. But um, How do you spell her name? I want to do a face re- remembrance. I feel like it's T-H-O-M-M-I, maybe? Was it Thomasia? No. It's okay. T H O M M I, I think. She was tall. She had black hair and glasses. And she would move in and out. I remember she moved. We were homies like until second grade when she moved. And then when she moved back in middle school, I was like, Do you remember who I am? And she's like, Yeah, Bobby, duh. And I was like, All right, Tommy, stop. <laughs> I'm trying to find her. I don't think I can find her, but. I don't know if that's how you spell her name. I know it's a weird spelling. I just don't remember what it is. Um, but uh, <laughs> I remember we went to that dance and the boy, like someone, she was dancing with a boy who had an erection. We were talking about it on the way home <laughs> and uh, <laughs> while we were walking home, it was freezing. Cause it was a Halloween dance and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I remember feeling like I had done something wrong because we were having this conversation because I was raised in fucking shame culture. <laughs> I love, I, I love the way you tell stories. <laughs> I'll be a little bit distracted. And then you just say something like spiraling into something so exciting. And I'm like, fuck, I missed that whole thing. Do you want me to start over? Yeah. 
I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Someone had a boner and I was, I felt ashamed for even having the conversation about it. And I think it was just oh. because I was inexperienced and uncomfortable, but it was like, I was like, I pierced her belly button and then we went to a dance and there was a boner rub on her while she was dancing with a guy, which I'll, I'm going to just type you who it was. <laughs> I um, can't wait. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, what, what grade was this? Like eighth, I think. <laughs> I kind of feel like I was there for that dance. Actually, it was Miracle Hansen's. It was at her house. Oh, it's, it was at one of those. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Um. But <laughs> the goss. <laughs> the goss. But I remember like feeling like I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be having this conversation. Like my mom would. If my mom found out, I'd be in so much trouble. Like blah, 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 like if the God's watching, I'm in trouble. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, this is so stupid. Like, the things I think about where it's just like, and I think that's just probably part of growing up, too, where you're like, I'm uncomfortable to have this conversation. But I just feel like I went so inside myself because I didn't want to make anyone ashamed of me. Yes. <laughs> that <clears throat> that I missed out on so many normal experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you should be able to talk about the boner and giggle about it with your girlfriends on the walk, on the three mile walk home. <laughs> <laughs> Because none of our moms would come get us. <laughs> Did you see his boner? She's like, I could feel. I remember. She's like, he had the hugest boner, and she used both her hands and did like a, like I, I, I maybe that's why I was horrified. Because I'm like, is this like a t- four foot fucking boner? Like what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, his boner was so big for me before we even knew how boners worked. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> what? Wait, how did, oh, you were, oh, you're, you, I'm just I thought playing you, along. Oh, okay, I thought Sorry, you were saying, fuck, yeah. I was like, wait, really? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, I don't know, the way I imagined sex existing in the real world, nothing like the real world, uh, nothing at all. Um, here's a, here's a mind fuck. I didn't realize we had three holes down there until I was 17. I tell you, mind fuck. My grandma tried to nail me down in the temple and was like, "I gotta talk to you about stuff." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" She's like, "Listen." She was like, "There's three holes down there," and I'm like, "I know." And she's like, "You know?" And I was like, "Yeah." First of all, I discovered it when I was seven. I thought I was gonna have can. I thought I had cancer because you had a hole in your vagina. <laughs> I had three holes and not just two, because mm. that's what they told me. You have one that you pee out of and one in your bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma figured that out like within the previous five years. Shut the, up. When she was trying to tell me that no Shut sex, sex up. education and body education, like uncomfortable for people to talk about. My grandmother was uh, raised by a single mom mm-hmm. from the south, where they're very proper and they don't talk about such things. So yeah, she found out while I was an adult about what was going on down there for herself. I was like doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing in the tub, you know, cause you're not supposed to touch yourself, <laughs> an, which is crazy because when I was a kid, uh, one of the neighborhood kids stuck a nail up my vagina. What um, the fuck, Bobby? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the, here's the thing that's annoying is years later I was driving, I was driving in the car. So this happened to me when I was like three, three or four and I was bleeding in the tub, so the EMT came over, and I was like, oh, we were playing doctor, and this is what happened. Um, but, which, whatever, I don't care. We were all under 10. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, Who wasn't? 
Oh, I don't know if you're going to know her. Um, Do you think she was being molested? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I remember my mom was like having a down day and I was going to go hang out with my friend. And she's like, well, let me come. And I was like, okay. So we went to dinner and my mom didn't need to, but she paid for everybody. <laughs> and then um, she was like trying to impress my friend by talking shit on me. And uh, she's like, yeah, we don't like her. She stuck a nail at Bobby's vagina when she was little. And fuck? I like, we were like three blocks from my house. And I sped up and I pulled into the driveway and I'm like, get out. And um, she was like, why are you treating me this way? I just bought you dinner. And I'm like, because I'm 17 and you just told my friend that I was molested as a child. That's why I get out. Wow. <laughs> and then I remember my friend, because she has a healthy relationship with her mother, being like, you shouldn't have been mean. I was like, because I was like to my mom, I'm like, get the fuck out of my car. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, are you serious? Like, we just had like a way fun time. And now that we're almost home, you're going to ruin it. You're going to try to fit in by putting me, your child, down to yep. my friends. Yep. And obviously what happened to me isn't a put down. It's not a put down that that happened to me, but the, the, it's just the context in which she used it. I was just like, please get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and then I remember my friend being like, you shouldn't have talked to your mom that way. And I was like, I'm the one who just got abused here. Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Well, and see, like, people don't understand the dynamic with narcissistic, toxic moms. Like, yeah. some people actually have, believe it or not, moms that they enjoy being around. And she's one of them. And I enjoy being around her mom as well. Like, we, when, when I was in high school, we'd spend all the time at their house. We'd all, we were always at her house. And her mom, like... I love her mom. Her her uncle lives in Panguitch, so w- I'd wait on him all the time, and I loved him just because I knew her, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I – she didn't understand. And that was the only thing that made me not mad at my friend because I'm like, she doesn't get it. Her mom's amazing. She just doesn't get it. Yeah. And then when I got home, like, I <laughs> continued to hang out with Kendra, and it was – it was yeah, her, it was Kendra Torgerson. But um, – Okay, I'll edit that out if you want. I don't care. Uh but I hung out with her for like a long ass time that night because I knew when I got home, I was going to get screamed at. Yeah, you were. And I did. And I was just like, I can't believe I have to tell you that that was inappropriate. Like this was the one time where I was like, I will not be shamed here. I will not be shamed here. (laughs) Like I won't because you, what you did was inappropriate, not my reaction to your action. Like, should I have maybe not told you to get the fuck out of my car? Guess not. But whatever. I did get the fuck out of my car. Like, why did you say that? <laughs> why did you do that to me? Why would you humiliate me like that? And like, I'm, here I am telling it on, you know, the air. because I don't care anymore. But when you're 17 yeah. and you have friends who are older than you or are in college and you're hanging out with them and you just happen to bring your mom along and that's yeah. what she hits you with. As a favor. <laughs> Yeah, and then says I shouldn't have reacted that way because she just bought me something. No. No, yeah, um, no, This is not no. a transactional relationship where you get to treat me like shit just because you bought me something. Well, her brother's the same way. Like, when I didn't go well, sledding, I didn't go sledding with his daughter once, <laughs> and it turned into a whole fiasco. And he's like, we bought you a bike, we bought you snow boots, like, da 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 And I'm like, I didn't ask you to do those things. And I just exactly. went, like, I literally was like to my sister I'm like we're gonna go take all that shit back now and I went and put it on his truck stairs like of his diesel so he Mm -hmm. knew so he would get the message not his wife or his daughter because I was like go fuck yourself you do not get to shame me 
because I'm not at your beck and call. And you're right. It is not transactional. Just because someone does something for you doesn't mean you get to bring it up for the rest of your the fucking <laughs> the rest of their life. So they'll do stuff for you. Yeah. If you're that kind of person, you're a bad person. I just got a little heated. <laughs> but same. I don't know. Shame is so nuts. It's like working against us in the culture that we were raised in living in Utah. Somehow our moms decided to use it against us too. I feel like that's very relatable across the board. Right. Even if your mom was really nice, she probably shamed you into doing and saying things. So. Oh yeah. I know she would call us and, you know, have us beg our grandparents for money or our dad or whatever, because she was ashamed and she didn't want to do it. So she made us feel that shame. It's like how she was ashamed to go in and pay her late power bill. So she'd pull me out of school to go do it because no one's going to yell at a little cute blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Like she is perpetuating her shit. Like she's making my life hard because she's ashamed. My mom feels, I feel, I'm pretty sure my mom feels shame most of the time. <clears throat> but yeah, ultimately what this comes down to is when you are constantly feeling shame and guilt and you don't have a healthy relationship with those things and everything feels that way, like I said, you go off the deep end and there's no line to cross because you've already, you already did. Because you're going to feel like shit anyway, so you're going to do and say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I think there's a difference between having shame as a tool of self-reflection um, versus Absolutely. having shame put upon you. Right. But I also think that part of growing as a child is having a parent be like, I'm really ashamed of you for what you've done. And go to your room. Go think about it. Because that does help you get empathy and stuff. Like Jake, (laughs) I told this story before too, but Jake was like a little alcoholic when he was uh, in eighth grade (laughs) on. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) my mom got a hysterectomy and he went and partied that night. And she, you know, we've talked about this before. Her if she would have been not on drugged out, she would have kicked the shit out of Jake. But mm-hmm. she's just like, she's just like, I'm really disappointed in you, Jake. And I remember him coming to my room and being like, what the fuck was that? He's like, that hurts worse than any beating she's ever getting, <laughs> given me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess there are, I think, I think shame is an important emotion to have. I think it's okay to be ashamed of things. I think it's okay to learn from it. Like this fucking thing I did to Kelsey in high school. I will never, ever, 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 ever forget it. And even though she's a forgiven her, forgiven me and I've forgiven myself for it because I'm not that person, I will never, I will always be ashamed of that action. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't continue to act like that. Because if I didn't feel shame for that, what kind of person would I be today? I feel like I, I think that that's the important distinction is like, you have for yourself a code of morality, I guess, of the kind of person that you want to be and the kind of person that you believe other people should also be. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you do something against your personal moral code, that's where shame is important because that shame can stay with you and help remind you to make a conscious effort not to do that thing again. Yeah, because the pain you feel... When- by causing someone else pain is so important because if you you'll stop doing it yeah. <laughs> unless you're a fucking sadist masochist which obviously we have those in our know. lives there are people that don't do very well with self-reflection do you think that's a tool to not feel shame like i'm just gonna bury my head in the sand on that one so i don't have to feel shame about it 
I think people do kind of maybe feel shame about it, but they have, um, maybe they don't feel like that they have a obligation to do right by others. And so they kind of do this thing where they're like, well, I'm a bitch, so deal with it. If you don't like how I do, then don't be around me type of thing. I mean, I've definitely uttered those words before. But it's also like, you don't like that I curse? You don't like that I talk yeah, about what so I talk about? Get a, the fuck out of my I face. Think, I think that's a different category of shame we're talking about. Because I'm, I'm thinking like feeling shame about your body or about like mm-hmm. maybe the language that you use. Or like, I guess there's some lines where it's just there are some things that are more important to feel shameful about than like, I don't know, language, your no, body. I, I agree with that. Um, I do, I will just say from my own personal experience, and this is actually, there are certain things that I just will not allow myself to think about because I'm embarrassed of myself in them, which is shame, correct? But the way that I've been able to heal them is to just sit in that uncomfortableness because it's like, cool, yep, you need to feel this. Mm -hmm. This is here for a reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I avoided the Kelsey thing for a long ass time, even though I thought about it all the time. And I would literally, like, my body would cringe. Like, I would be like, oh my God, like, I'd curl up into a ball because I was like, I can be sitting alone and hide, still hide my face because I'm still, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> and then why, while I'm still like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm not shrinking away from it. I'm discussing it. You're facing so it. You're... I'm facing it. Yeah. And I think it's a really important to feel shame, face it, especially us that were raised the way we were, because you're going to find that a lot of things you're ashamed of, there's no reason for it. Or you'll find that, like, you've learned your lesson from it and you can let go of it. Right. Like, you don't need to punish yourself for it forever. Um, yeah. I also have found that, because this isn't the first time I've told the Kelsey story. It is on the podcast. Because I didn't know I was if I was ready for that, you know, mm-hmm. for, for you guys to see that side of me. <laughs> um, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Fucking Hyde or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just, it's just so off brand for me and it's just so ugly. It's just such an ugly thing that I did. And, uh, but I've, I've told people about it. I've talked to like school aged kids who are like bullying and stuff. I'm like, well, you can, you know, and like, like Alex right now, he's having a hard time with a kid that he's going to school with. This kid's a person of color. I'm pretty sure he's, uh, he has ADHD. Um, his parents are divorced and he's an immigrant (laughs) and, I was just kind of like, I was like, you know, man, um, he has, you have all these things that he had. Like, you don't understand what it's like to not have that. Like, your parents are together. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about where your food's coming from, <laughs> you know. You're a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white kid living in America, you know. Like, and then to also to be like, but guess who was an immigrant? Your mom, your grandma. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know. And guess who was poor gr- growing up? Me and your dad. So, like, empathy. It's all about empathy, really. And if you lack that, and if you're going to use guilt and shame to make people do what you want, think think about your life and what you're fucking doing. (laughs) I think that is true. Do you have any any ideas on how to break away from shame? So I do have some ideas. When you were talking about, like, facing it, I think that if you can, like, we obviously, it's hard to, like, separate shame culture from, like, things you should be shameful of. Mm -hmm. So I think 
kind of deconstructing that on a personal level, just kind of like break it down to your own, like with your bare hands, break it down to the bare bones and just see what's there and kind of like maybe give yourself compassion for not knowing what you know now and uh, maybe being neglected or abused. Like that's not on you. That's not your fault. So that and means then, it's like, don't be so hard on yourself, you dumb bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like reconstruct that from there. Um, and also I think um, like kind of try to define your own moral compass and what Absolutely. you feel like you should be, how, how you want to be in this world and what you want to do, you know, like to others, like how you want to treat people. I think that's going to help a lot with the shame cycle because obviously it is a useful tool. Mm-hmm. And like, I also love those like moments where you are just like sitting there thinking about something and then you just like cringe, like, oh, yeah, fuck, again, <laughs> like if you're revisiting those thoughts over and over and over mm-hmm. again, maybe take note what those ones are and like do what Bobby did and just like kind of sit with it and be like, what was going on here? What was I yeah. thinking? What was like, what was the, what was the scenario around this day or week or month or year and figure out like, maybe you need to go back into your childhood and just love yourself to make that yeah. shame go away. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes it's okay. It, the One of the steps is to show how ashamed you are of yourself to the person that you did wrong. Because I don't know. Like I, I said to Kelsey, I'm like, this isn't an excuse. I'm like, but this, I live, I was, I told her what was going on. I'm like, I was at your school because my mom was beating the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And not, again, not an excuse. No, but I was just like, this is what's going on. And I'm just really sorry. And I think it was good for her to be like, yeah, I almost killed myself that night. I hope you're fucking happy. Like yeah. she wasn't kind to me in her response. She was like, that was totally fucking shitty of you. And I'm like, I deserve this. So let's do it. <laughs> like, let's yeah. fucking, let's do this dance. And then it was, it was probably fine. healing for the both of you to like, kind of go over that together. Yeah. And it's so weird too, because like I said, when I think back to her, like she's always smiling, she's always enthusiastic. I remember what her prom dress looks like. Cause she looked so cute. And I don't think I remember what anybody else's prom dress looked like. And I just remember her smiling and being happy and me thinking, I hope she has a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because this was two years after I asked her to fucking prom for God. I can't believe I did that for April Fool's Day. <sighs> I've been thinking a lot about like the specific thing that I talked about, the telling about how these two girls made out and tell everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think I was going over a lot like in my home life, but also I was hiding my own sexuality, sexuality. Yeah. And I feel like I also was sad that that particular person had been my friend for so long. And then she, I watched her type it. Sh- I watched her talk <laughs> shit about me in front of my fra- face to her other friends and like made me feel like, like, I don't know. Like she didn't, she didn't really want to be my friend. It was just like something that maybe she had to do or like, you were like a burden to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, she would just say shit about me. And so like, I was having these complicated feelings of just like, I have no long-term friends. I have no long-term home. I Mm -hmm. have all of this stuff that I'm dealing with personally. And I, I too would rather just like take these ugly feelings that I have within me and Mm -hmm. put them somewhere else. Yep. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, again, high school. We're all, none of us know what the fuck's going on. 
But sometimes I see myself feeling the way that I did in school when I was way more out of control than I am now. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I feel like this was this was us just being like, ah, what the fuck is shame? Like this episode was a little weird because I don't think we fully grasp it. We don't we don't fully grasp it right now because no. it's a tool that's literally sorry literally constantly used in our society yeah whether we get it figured out it's just like oh well here's more (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah i just wanted to do this episode because there's i know so many of us are living in shame and it's okay to fuck up it is okay to fuck up it's about what you how you recover that matters um Again, I just want to say sorry to Kelsey if you're listening. I'm sorry that I fucking did that to you. That was awful. And uh, I'm I'm assuming I'm always going to feel a little bit of shame for that. But that's probably a good thing, right? I did have a story to tell you about somebody that I felt shame for so many years. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I guess I have two. By the way, that person, I understand because I was friends with her too. And it was a constant struggle between loving her to death and wanting to kill her. (laughs) (laughs) There was so much going on behind closed doors. Yeah, I know. Looking back, you're like... Oh, that's why. So, yeah. Uh, the first one, his name was Kenny. I think I've told this story before, but he drew me a picture of us kissing on a hilltop in first grade and he gave it to me and he said, I love you. And I took that picture and I crumpled it up and I threw it in the garbage in front of his face, looking in his eyes. <laughs> and Brutal. later that day on at recess he was like isn't it nice to have somebody just love you this guy this child was so infatuated and i was like i guess <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess you're, you're probably also like i have no idea how to handle this oh yeah like, hell yeah love's not really happening at my house and the only thing that i see quote-unquote love with relationships is my mom's disastrous life i'm just like everybody kept picking on him because his last name was pickett and the like school motto was Kenny Pickett. Yes, he can. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that took me a minute. <laughs> uh, years later, I'm talking. I think I was even home for my mission, and I find him on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, this has been eaten away from me since we were seven. Please, six. I don't know. Please forgive me for for being rude." to you as a child and he was like haha i i don't remember that but thanks and like yeah. i guess it was just a, a way and then he was like what's up i was like no just close this window <laughs> like, why do i do this it. to myself and he's like and i'm in love he's like i've still been in love with you he has like and- a wall <laughs> your pictures and stuff he's followed me through the years at <laughs> to different high schools uh so anyway, so there's that one. And then I, uh, in high school, I was very um, cruel to Mr. Blackner. Now, I think sometimes he dished it out, too. Oh, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, uh, I did a lot to personally insult him and his children <laughs> and his family. Yeah. I uh, harassed him. I just felt like, I don't know, I could, I guess. I was just, I was, anyway, uh, I messaged, I wrote him a letter. He ended up moving to my hometown, home ward, mm-hmm. during my mission. And so I felt like, well, shit, I'm going to have to, like, atone for this now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to come home and do this homecoming talk and, like, he's going to look at me and be like, what? 
a little bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I just wrote him and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry for the things that I did and said. I know they were wrong and I'm, I feel ashamed of myself and mm-hmm. um, I'm really sorry. And he, well, I guess I sent my grandma to tell him that or something. <laughs> anyway, she told, he. she said that he said that he was like, you know, it's high school and kids mm-hmm. are kids and it's rough for them. And honestly, it's, she's not the only one. <laughs> so, Yeah. And I think that that is really what it comes down to. Like a lot of my shame things do have to do with high school. Like one time I, ca- I arrived at drama class late and we were reading a screen, like a, a play that someone had written. Mm-hmm. And I thought they just picked it up off the Internet. And I was bashing it the whole entire mm. time. I was like, this is some shit. I'm like, this is a ripoff. This is blah, 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 blah. And then I found out that it's the quiet poor girl in class who wrote it. And she's sitting there watching us all read it and me being like, this is such a fucking shit. What, what is this? You know? And <sighs> I remember being like, Ugh. it doesn't change that it was a crap screen. Like, But it was also like, if I would have known... <laughs> Yeah, but it was just a high school kid, but it was like a ripoff of like Titanic and all this shit. And I was just like, this is so, st- so bad, so bad. It's so stupid. And then I remember we had a deaf dishwasher who loved me. He adored me at Buka, mm-hmm. and I really liked him too. But I was in a bad mood. Something was fucky, and uh, he said something to me. And someone goes, "What did he say?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't speak deaf." And uh, he heard like he has a hearing aid. He heard me. And it's just like, I'm sure that he is so self-conscious that he can't speak properly because he's a deaf child. And then he gets to hear this girl that he, like, adores be like, I don't know. I don't speak deaf. (laughs) But it's just like, who the fuck do I think I am sometimes? (laughs) Sometimes I am shocked by you. I know, right. And, like, I'm... Because I know you're not like that. Right. And I know I'm not like that either. Maybe that's why it hits me so hard that I have that in me. And it also something that I have to be like worried about because I do know how my family is and I do feel like there's some sort of genetic whatever. It's nature versus nurture. And I feel like I'm constantly walking a tightrope of am I going to be a good person or am I going to be a person who beats their kids? I don't know. (laughs) You know? And I feel like shitty comments like that if I didn't check myself and feel bad. And by the way, I never did apologize to him, but I like gave him rides home and stuff like that. So hopefully. Like we were still okay, but it was a shitty thing to say. But, like, I don't know. I just don't ever want to be a person where that sort of thing comes easy, <laughs> you know? Right. And it did come easy Which when I said... Which shame keeps us in, in line for that, you know? That's why shame's a good thing. We need to have a healthy relationship with shame. We don't currently, but we're working on it, damn it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that uh, that could probably wrap it up for now. What do you think? Do you have anything else to say? I don't know. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you, too. Sorry that I scared you. I didn't mean to. You didn't scare me. What? Oh, do no. you mean, like, not texting me for a reasonable amount of hours for you to sleep? <laughs> no, I know. But I said that I was going to have the layout for this episode in your inbox before I went to bed. I obviously fell asleep on the drive home, so. <laughs> um, I want you to know that I'm fine with that. You can send it to me the day of the moment of, like... No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the circumstances of the day and how you were like, I thought this could have been your goodbye thing or whatever. So, I will. I was, I did text you. I was like, I'm going to need a sign. (laughs) I'm like, I'm good. Um, Somehow 
you know, I'm I'm good, you know, aside from having to buy a tire that I can't afford. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, maybe I can just like patch it. Nope. Three or four holes, like big ones. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I always wondered what it was like to have a tire pop. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Were you able to like maneuver the car safely after you fell asleep at the wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fine. Like I think I was like slowing down because I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I was seriously like 10 feet away from the stoplight and on the other side of the stoplight was a 7-Eleven. So it was fine. Okay. And people did come and ask if they, if I needed help. And I was like, nah, nah, I got this. Nah. <laughs> You're just lifting the car with your belligerence. Yeah. Just like that. I'm like doing fine. <laughs> it's cool. I'm good. But anyways. <laughs> all right. Well, I love you a lot. I love you. Thanks for tonight. Have a yeah. good one. And um, let's go. Let's go get you an outfit. I would love it if you could help me. I want to look like a babe. Yeah, my guy, I got some ideas. We'll do it. We'll okay. Uh, cool. okay. Oh, well, we say these things. Name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is this the place? Podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.